Hello, um, we'll said good morning, good evening, all world into one. Um, <laughs> at any rate, um, good afternoon. I'm constitutional attorney, Catherine Henry. Welcome to this week's episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. I of course have our wonderful Liberty Lori with us here today, but uh, as we've kind of gotten in the pattern of being able to go over some visuals and things like that during the show and uh, my software not letting me have too many different options. Um, Lori is going to um, jump out and monitor the chat and help us um, backstage, so to speak, until um, she needs to jump right on back in. So I just want to let you guys know she is here today. Lori, tell everyone hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. I didn't sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Probably a couple months ago. <laughs> um, and it uh, looks like my changes are doing a little bit better. It looks like I don't look as much like a Smurf as I have been. So that's positive. Um, I did move to the uh, sunniest state in the entire country. So um, a little blue about looking blue. But um, at any rate, okay, so we're going to go <laughs> ahead and get started. Um, and thank you to... Um, ZXL Master uh, on YouTube for joining us and sharing uh, what we do with the 1A community. Um, I hope it helps too because our, our whole mission here is to restore freedom, to tell everyone about the Constitution and our rights and the limitations on government, even though we're being trained to think it's the other way around, that they have rights and we have limitations. So uh, without, uh, without any further ado, I guess, um, We'll banish Lori to that backstage for now. Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can figure out what I'm doing here. Okay, so, and that brings me a little bit bigger just because if you're like me and you're hard of hearing, you read lips, I like to make sure that uh, my face is a little bit bigger if possible, even though I hate being on camera, but that way you could see what I'm saying. And uh, hopefully with this kind of a setup, you also don't see all the random stuff behind me because it's not as beautiful as it was in my Hudsonville house with the beautiful solid oak wa uh, uh, walls that I had there. So, uh, all right, we are getting started again. Welcome to Restore Freedom Weekly. This is season one, episode 49, believe it or not, episode 49. We are rounding out this year. I mean, everybody's getting ready to round out 2022 as we're already in December. It's actually my mom's birthday this Sunday, whatever day the 11th is. It's my mom's birthday coming up. So uh, if you are in the greater Grand Rapids area and you happen to see someone who looks like me, but a foot shorter um, and a little bit older, say happy birthday to her. That's my mom, Kim. She lives in the Grand Rapids area. Uh, and hello to John on YouTube. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, so we've been covering a lot of different, we've been touching on a lot of different topics relating to municipal governments, local governments, county governments, township, city, village, government, you name it, what their powers are, what their duties are, what the constitution says, what different state statutes say. But one thing I really want to do is empower you empower you to make a difference. So some of you that watch our show regularly and uh, follow what we do on social media and our website and everything else, some of you are people that have found me in your big, I'll say influencers. I feel like I'm one of my teenagers uh, using terms like that, but you're a big influencer. You have your own YouTube uh, 
channels, you have your own following on Facebook or other social media platforms or blogs or whatever, and uh, you value what I'm doing because it's similar in nature or overlapping with things that you're trying to accomplish. But some of you, a great many of you, I will say, are actually people that are just everyday Joes, right, who um, just hate what's been going on in the government, but certainly in the last two and a half years, you just absolutely cannot stand it. And you don't see enough people in government trying to fix it from the inside out. But so many of you feel helpless and wonder, well, what exactly can I do? That is our mission every single week to try to teach you and bring government as a whole uh, to a more understandable, approachable um, way for you to get involved. Um, but we also, uh, I want to give you specifics. How can you specifically, you know, what is a specific point of knowledge? Now, this week, I didn't have any, you know, any um, United States Supreme Court cases that I felt we really need to touch on. There wasn't a, a new big statute in, in one of the one of our main states that we cover uh, that I felt like we need, needed to discuss. But what we do need to do is not rest on our butts and think, oh, hey, you know, election season is over. We get to take a break for a long time. No, there is no break. Now is the time that you need to get in there. You have uh, typically all new or at least partially newly elected local officials. And yes, we're talking about local officials. It, it, local does matter. Okay. And you need to be involved. Maybe you've been volunteering on a campaign for a statewide race. A lot of my friends in Michigan have been volunteering for the Tudor Dixon campaign or for different congressional campaigns. Uh, you know, there's um, Secretary of State campaigns, whatever. Like, there's a lot of statewide and federal races that you've been paying attention to or spending your time on in one way, shape, or form. But now is the time that you need to start focusing on those local races, those those local um, government uh, bodies, so to speak. What's happening at your local school district? What's happening at your local city uh, council meetings? Or in Florida, it's called city commission meetings. What's happening there? What do those meetings look like? When do they happen? Are you really somebody who can walk in and make a difference? How much time is it really going to take you? Well, first of all, if that's your biggest concern is how much time, let me tell you, it's not going to be near as much time as what I've spent on trying to fight to restore our freedom in the last two and a half to three years, every single day. Haven't taken a vacation day yet at all. But uh, my hope is that I can in 2023. And my hope is that I can show you that it doesn't have to be an all-encompassing, all-consuming thing, but it is worth a good amount of time. And it's something that you can accomplish. doesn't matter if you're a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, a stay-at-home mom, if you're uh, a grandma who's retired, if you are a farmer, a truck driver, if you are a trash collector, you are someone who has a thought, has some knowledge, and we can give you the tools you need so that you can go and defend your God-given rights. All right. So with that being said, um, I'm actually deviating already from what my goal was today, which was more real-life examples on how to stand up to local governments. We were going to have um, a really interesting uh, guest speaker on today who uh, does the freedom fight in local governments. At it, uh, blah, 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 can't talk today. Uh, in Southern Florida, but uh, that was not able to quite happen this week, maybe next week. Um, and so I was going to talk about 
a few other things that I personally have knowledge of and examples that I can provide to you. And although we'll touch on them, what I actually want to do is really hammer today on giving you the tools. So last week I, I gave you a Wednesday Get Involved Challenge of getting you to a local city council or city commission meeting speaking on any topic that is of interest to you, any topic. And most places limit you to three minutes anyway. So literally, it's just moments of your time to find something that is of importance to you and to speak on it and have your voice heard. And a lot of you are going to feel uncomfortable doing it. I was uncomfortable at the first city council meeting I ever spoke at. Uh, but guess what? Here's something, and this is, you know, I'm totally going off script today, but I'm going to start by telling you this. If you're someone who's at all concerned about, you know, I, I can I, I can do well, like maybe typing and writing letters up or, or researching or whatever. Great. Let's put those skills to use. But what about those of you who uh, haven't been to your local city council or city commission meeting? Uh, now's the time. Whether you live in a village, city, township, bear with me. They're all called a little bit different, but we'll just go with city council. City council meeting, you need to go and listen. You need to just go to your next city council meeting. There may only be one in December because a lot of them will take time off during this time of year. Um, but go to that meeting. A lot of them are like a Monday or a Thursday night, maybe 7 p.m. Some of them do them during the day. Uh, but uh, at any rate, just check your own municipality's website for the time and the place and uh, just watch, listen and watch and think of, you know, get that meeting agenda ahead of time. Otherwise, try to grab one if they have them available to you in print at the meeting. But remember, when you go there and it's time to, I don't know about you, I'm one of those people that, you know, if I'm in a, a group of people, even group of people that I've met. Uh, and, and that I know well, that I would trust with, with anything. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing prayer during like a popcorn prayer type of situation, right? Even in a small group setting where it's like four families of close-knit friends, uh, a lot of you will know some of the people that uh, I was in a small group with uh, when I still lived in Michigan. And yet, if you put me in that situation where we're having this popcorn prayer where, you know, everybody's heads are down and your eyes are closed and you're just, you know... Everybody's taking turns coming up with something to pray on. I feel uncomfortable even that in that kind of a small setting. I don't like standing up in front of large crowds, but yet all through 2020 and and afterwards, I've I've spoken in front of thousands of people at hundreds of different events and uh, knowing that it was also being live streamed. Right. I'm going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Uh, I'm, there's things I'm not going to get right, or there's things that I'm just going to stumble on, or I'm going to forget what I want to say. But I feel that way going to a city council meeting or a legislative hearing, uh, you know, at your state legislature, those committee hearings, things like that. It's okay. You're going to feel like that, but don't let that turn you away from speaking. Don't let that control anything. I thought of an analogy today that I'm hoping will help you when you're in those situations. Okay. So, uh, chances are you or someone you know is going through something where your city is, uh, your municipality is trampling your liberties. They're telling you you can't have X signs in your yard or you can't have this fence that way or you can't put pavers down or you literally have to get a permit for every single use of your own property that you bought and paid for and that you own, whatever it is. 
there's probably someone in your life, if not yourself, that is struggling with something with your municipality about that. Now, you need to be able to feel comfortable to step up and do something, at least to speak to those very people that make those decisions. So when you walk in there, think of it like this. You are a guest speaker for a freshman presentation at a, at a high school campus somewhere. Yeah, at first you're a little full of nerves, right? Because here you are an adult, you're, you're out of your element. They're just like this group of kids. They're all in the same class or the same grade or whatever. And so it's them versus you. You're up there alone. But then really think about it. They're all pimple faced with braces, trying to figure out contacts versus glasses. Uh, they have all their different friend groups that change every five minutes. They're trying to figure out social media, if their parents even let them use it. You know, they don't have cars yet. They don't have driver's licenses. They're just a bunch of freshmen, right? And they're there. They're being forced to be in that situation, uh, uh, listening to you give your presentation on whatever topic it is. Think of it that way. You go to a city council meeting or city commission or township board meeting or whatever. You go to that meeting and it's just a bunch of little freshmen. It's just a bunch of little teenagers. They really don't know what they're doing. They act like they have the bravado, like, oh, I'm confident. I'm on this board. I know what I'm doing. I've been here for 20 years or, or I was newly elected and people obviously really love me because I won by a vast majority, whatever. It doesn't matter. Think of it as you are the adult in the room. They have to answer to you. They look up to you, whether they admit it or not. They are acknowledging quietly to themselves, if not out loud, that it took guts for you to be there in the first place and for you to walk up to that podium or that microphone or whatever kind of stand that they have and for you to identify yourself and for you to share your thoughts and concerns. And man, if you do it in the way that I hope we'll have time to get through some examples today, then you're leaps and bounds ahead of where they were because nine times out of 10, they never had the guts to do that. They never took the time to do that before they ran for that position. So you got this, okay? This isn't something that you need to look at where it's so, um, it's just so nerve wracking, right? You have anxiety about it. No, this is something where you're gonna walk into a room of people and there might be other members of the public there. Hopefully there are. And hopefully you standing up to that podium can encourage your neighbors and others in your community to stand up and speak out on issues that are important to them, okay? And who knows, maybe there's multiple people end up being there talking about the same issue and you're like, wow, I didn't know others were concerned about this thing too, that's great, all right? But doesn't matter if you have people agree with you or not. It doesn't matter if the look on their face is that they're listening or that they're bored or they're shuffling their papers, they're most likely nervous too. Especially if they see somebody who's confident walking up to that podium, who's gonna share their concerns and they're gonna make their voice be heard and they know what their rights are. If somebody is doing something wrong in township or city government, they're gonna be quaking in their boots. They're gonna be shuffling their papers. They're gonna be acting like they're falling asleep or staring anywhere else because how could they look you in the eye and just sit there and calmly listen if they know that they're the reason why you're having these issues and why your rights are being trampled? So at any rate, that's just a little bit to kind of get you going today. Man, took a lot of time on that, but 
oh my goodness we had um we had quite a few comments coming in i'm so sorry i was not paying attention to everybody's comments um um Lori, if you could follow up with ZXL Master um, about the the offer, moderation offer there, um, that's something that would probably be a conversation that the two of you should have. Um, and uh, the Liberty Cause, um, uh, it says it's time for a few days off to recharge. I definitely am looking for a few days off and I'll be touching on that by the end of, of this. Um, okay, so... All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a comment from uh, Renee Hill. I am going to put that back on, but uh, shoot. Um, where did it go? Ah, this one. Okay. So um, this is the Liberty Cause down here in Florida. I have no problem getting up and letting my commission in Michigan. You might be thinking county commission, but this is a Florida person. So it's city commission. Uh, letting my city commission members have it. I try to go to every one of them and speak my mind. All right. Um, so um, let me see. Uh, well, okay. And here's, let me tell you this. So the Liberty Cause says, who you're trying to kid? You're a fine public speaker. I've seen you speak in person. And I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the compliment. That doesn't mean I'm comfortable doing it. It doesn't mean I don't feel like I'm totally going to forget what I was here to say. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did forget a few times in that presentation I gave <clears throat> um, in July this year to that group. Um, but it, it just because I might come off like I'm doing okay or I'm confident or I'm good at it doesn't mean that's how I feel like I feel comfortable on the inside, which just goes to show you guys, if I can feel like, oh, on the inside while trying to give a presentation to people about these very topics, and yet I can look like I know what I'm talking about, I'm comfortable, I know exactly what I'm doing, then you can too. You won't necessarily come off as nervous as you think you will. So just take a deep breath, use a strong voice, project your voice, and you've got this. Remember, there's just a bunch of little twerpy little ninth graders up there, right? That's who you're talking to. You've got this. Whatever you do, just don't imagine them all naked because that might be traumatic and you might be stuck with mental images that you can never get out of your head. So I won't ever uh, suggest that to somebody. That seems torturous, but at any rate. Okay, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we do have somebody pointing out here, again, this is the Liberty Cause. He's talking about when people get up to the podium and you thank the commission or the board or you know the, the, the council for allowing you your time to speak. You can, that would be uh, you know a polite thing to do, but he's pointing out that that kind of signifies, wait, you're allowing me to do this. I work for you or I'm here at your pleasure. No. All of them are serving at the pleasure of we, the people. They work for us. So it's okay if you don't choose to thank them for your time uh, in speaking to them. It's just whatever whatever makes you comfortable. Don't feel guilty if at the end of what you're saying, you end up saying, well, and thank you so much for your time this evening, and you turn around and sit at your seat. 
that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're being necessarily submissive, but don't feel bad if at the end of what you're saying, you're like, and so make sure you vote no on XYZ because it's totally unconstitutional. If you turn around and sit down and go, well, I should have at least thanked them for my, you know, for their time or whatever. Don't bother. I mean, don't worry about it. Either way is fine. Okay. So, um, all right. If I am, I'm seeing that there's a lot of, of comments here. Okay. This is the comment that was shared. Uh, the constitutional, this constitutional conservative was sworn in as a city, as a, I can't even talk today, council member, member at large here in the city of Wyoming. Thank you for educating us on our rights. And thank you for being a constitutional conservative who is serving in local government. I used to work in the city of Wyoming in, um, uh, Gladiola Elementary School, and uh, I, I did restorative justice there. Uh, in fact, just yesterday I was gonna almost wear my wear one of my um, my uh, wolves shirts from that school district. Anyway, uh, a lot of my days there, uh, believe it or not, well, actually working in an elementary school, K through fourth grade, actually overlaps a lot with things that you have to try to educate. Uh, to those who work in local government. So there is a lot of uh, overlap there too. Anyway, um, so thank you for joining us today. Um, now, um, okay, so send out there. Um, okay, there's been a lot of comments. I'm so sorry if I'm not catching something at the right time or if I've glanced over something. Hopefully Lori will snag me and stop me if we need to address something from the comment stream. Um, but at any rate, okay, so, um, and I don't recall if we've seen if Facebook is working yet. Um, usually we have a lot of Facebook comments by now, so I'm concerned that we're not live on Facebook. But uh, Mr. Henry, if you are live on Rumble or Twitter or any of those other ones, LinkedIn, if you could shoot some comments. Oh, okay. Facebook is working. Um, then um, please comment on those other streams as well so we can make sure that they are. I want to keep encouraging people to join on the streams that you're actually able to have a live participation with me. Um, although if you like the other platforms, that's fine too. Um, so anyway, today I wanted to give you more on standing up to local government. Again, last week we started that in-depth discussion on our right and our duty to stand up against local government who is violating our rights. Uh, so this week we're continuing this important discussion with maybe some real life examples, um, but more on the specifics and the laws on how you can fight back when your local government tramples your rights today's true or false. Remember, today is Tuesday, and we always have a Tuesday true or false question. Uh, it is, in general, government meetings must be held in a manner open to the public. You can go to Twitter, Telegram, LinkedIn, Truth Social, YouTube, and on our very own website, restorefreedomkh.com slash updates, or just click on the updates tab to be able to answer today's true or false question. It'll be open until 10 o'clock tonight when we will post the answer. So again, last week we were talking about your municipality is trampling your rights. Now what? We talked about doing cease and desist letters. Um, and if you were paying attention on Friday when we posted our Friday's freedom fighting tools, uh, then you'll see an example of a combined notice of potential lawsuit and cease and desist letter that I 
just recently sent to my own city for violating my rights. Um, so the first two were in an example there. Um, and I filed a, a lawsuit against the city of Belding back in 2014, I think it was 2015, I, somewhere around there, uh, for violating my rights, uh, which started from me speaking up at city council meetings, believe it or not. But don't worry, um, not every time are your rights going to be violated just because you were speaking up. But I started speaking up because I saw other people's rights that I didn't even know being trampled upon. And I thought, you know, this isn't right. So I started speaking on it and I started to give them little snippets each week. Hey, you know, I'm seeing in the meeting packets that this, this, and this is happening. This is what the law says. This is what needs to be done about it. I urge you guys to follow the constitution, to follow the law. And um, so at any rate, um, what I did and what I said actually had a lot of impact. Um, in the end, that city manager was no longer with the city, but it wasn't just my lawsuit that accomplished that. It was a lot of people in the community working together um, to do a recall, to get a new person elected, to do a lot of different things and to speak up at city council meetings on issues of importance. Um, so that takes us to the next thing, speaking at city council meetings and again, finding and joining with others that have been similarly harmed by that particular kind of situation. And don't be afraid to do press releases, um, whether it's to mainstream media or to the alternative media. There's infinite number of uh, alternative media sources out there, whether they be YouTubers, uh, whether it be a local TV station, a local print paper, uh, you name it, there's a ton out there. You can also uh, just utilize your own strategic social media campaign. When I was dealing with stuff in the city of Belding, it was long before a lot of these, you know, Twitch and Truth Social and Telegram and all that was either out or popular. And so it was basically Facebook and a little bit of Twitter at the time. And I created a Facebook group, Citizens Holding Belding City Government Accountable. That was literally what I called it. So yes, I've been in the freedom fight a long time. And I posted all kinds of stuff. I posted the meeting minutes and agendas. I posted pictures. I posted evidence. I posted statements. Uh, I posted, um, you know, calls to action like, hey, there's this, uh, this different meeting or this thing happening, you know, make sure to head out and do this. Um, and it was, it was remarkable that in a town of 5,000 people, how many people we actually had joining that Facebook group and active and doing things with it. So you can make a difference. And that was just on one social media platform. Now it's super easy to be on all kinds of different social media platforms. Um, and again, last week, we, like I said, we talked about the city of Belding. We talked a teeny bit about uh, the work that I was doing from the inside out in Georgetown Township, uh, a little bit about my, my fight that I have unfortunately had to start here in the city of Ormond Beach. And we talked a lot about the city of Hastings and things that Joel and uh, others are doing there in Barry County. So with all of this, though, what are some of the basics? Governments are instituted, instituted to protect our God-given liberties. Don't forget that. We get our rights from God, not the government. Government has no rights. And government has only those powers which we, the people, delegate to it. We, the people, created our constitution and our very form of government. As much as you hear me say that every single week, I want it to 
really sink into your brain so that you can say it in your sleep so that you could turn around and say these things to people with confidence, knowing that they're true and where they come from. Again, the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. If you're ever talking about the laws, ordinances, resolutions, whatever, you name it, then don't forget that above all else, the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land and no local ordinance, no state law, no state constitutional provision, no court order, no government action whatsoever can ever be void, excuse me, can ever be um repugnant to the U.S. Constitution, because if it is, it's void on its face. It's as though it never even existed from day one. And you don't have to wait for a, a person in a robe or in an overpriced suit to tell you that. No, you don't have to wait for some big court case to be publicized to go, oh, oh, see, okay, now I don't have to file. No, if it's unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional, period. And every single person in the state of Florida that votes on anything, let alone serves in office, has taken a constitutional oath. That's right. If you're a registered voter in the state of Florida, you have taken a constitutional oath at least once. So keep that in mind, okay? These are important things that I'm going to drill into your head every week. Again, what does this mean? Government cannot act unless there is a specific power granted to it in the Constitution. Government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the U.S. or state constitutions, and every government official is sworn to an oath. Um, in Michigan, you're not sworn to an oath to defend and uphold the U.S. and state constitutions merely by voting. You should be. But every single every single government official, Article 11, Section 1 of the state constitution, also state statute 15.151, those are just some of the places where you can see that every single government official in the state of Michigan is sworn to uphold the U.S. and state constitution. So everyone has to follow it. All right, so Michigan Constitution, um, There's we talked about a lot of different provisions. I have just plucked out, uh, just to refresh your memory, that city and village government in the state of Michigan has the power to adopt resolutions and ordinances relating to municipal concerns, municipal property, municipal government, again, all of that being subject to the U.S. Constitution and to the law. Florida State Constitution, municipalities have the power to conduct municipal government, perform municipal functions, render municipal services. Sounds very similar to what we just talked about. All right. So I uh, wanted to leave in here some of those statutes. We talked about local government, where it comes up in state law, although it's sprinkled throughout. These are the main provisions of Michigan state law that talk about local government. This is the main portion of state law for Florida. Um, in Florida state law, talking about local government, these chapters. And so you look at all of that, a municipality's powers are to provide infrastructure like waterways, roadways, utilities, et cetera, and to protect our individual liberties so that when I exercise my rights, I'm not interfering with your exercise of your rights. And I initially had it as a question, but as you can see here, I've turned it into an exclamation point that municipal powers cannot supersede individual God-given liberties. So from the prior week's discussion, again, just a reminder of some of the topics, some of the kinds of rights, in case you're lucky enough that you haven't really had to think much about how your rights have been trampled by your local government or someone 
that you know has had that situation, here are some of the things that you'd be looking for, okay? Um, right to equal protection. We're definitely going to get into that probably next week, um, getting into those some of those examples from Belding and the city of Ormond Beach as well. So Michigan and Florida examples. Uh, right to due process, privacy from government, criminal trial rights, perhaps, if they're coming after you for ordinance violations, uh, unenumerated rights, rights against bills of attainder. Above all else, though, in this topic, you need to remember that the U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, guarantees us a Republican form of government. That means we elect people to represent us and do the day-to-day -day functions of government, but we the people retain ultimate control and authority. Remember that when you walk into a city council meeting, your township board meeting, your city commission meeting, Walk in there with that confidence of knowing that we, the people, retain ultimate control and authority. Doesn't matter what state, what township, what city. They answer to you as a member of we, the people. So is there such thing as a constitutional right of public access? Um, and let me stop here and make sure. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Oh, here is a big thing. I'm just going to throw on there on the screen. So uh, ZXL Master on YouTube points out that Zoom meetings too easily allow for the host municipality to silence a speaker. That is exactly correct. In fact, um, when Michigan started using Zoom meetings in place of actual public meetings, I was fighting against that, telling people how it was illegal and unconstitutional. And in fact, at our very first meeting after I was elected to the Georgetown Township Board of Trustees in Michigan, um, as a township board official, um, when they tried to take roll call and uh, I believe four of us were there in person and the other three were trying to participate by Zoom. I objected at roll call because they weren't physically in the room. And it's one thing to have a Zoom meeting or YouTube presentation uh, where it's being live streamed and people have the opportunity to participate, uh, you know, via Zoom if they have, um, you know, um, compromised, you know, immunocompromised or something like that. Uh, they're in a hospital, they're bedridden, whatever, okay? I can understand wanting to participate in your government meetings if there's something urgent that you want to attend to, but you are physically limited and cannot go. But that does not mean that Zoom meetings should replace the ability for the people that work on the, you know, on the council, they're on that township board, whatever. They need to be physically present where meetings are supposed to be held. And they need to allow members of the public to be physically present. So you better damn well believe that's what we accomplished in our very first meeting. That very first meeting, that is all we accomplished. Because we spent uh, 45 minutes or an hour, I wouldn't get past roll call. I was vehemently objecting to starting a meeting and voting on any matters of business for the township when the members who claimed to be present were not even in the building and able to face members of the public face-to-face -face right then and there in live time. So 
Um, yes, this is an important point. And if your municipality is still trying to hold only Zoom meetings, then you definitely could be fighting that. Um, anyway, so let's see. Um, okay, so um, constitutional right to public access. Is there such a thing? Well, you have a right to access government meetings. You absolutely do. A right to free speech a right to be heard, which is actually something distinct, um, a right to instruct representatives, a right to peaceably assemble, a right to petition your government for a redress of grievances, a right to receive and view government documents. These are all itemized rights in the Constitution. So, what about the laws protecting public access? Well, first of all, there are federal statutes regarding government meetings and government documents, but I really wanna focus on the more specifics for Michigan and Florida to give you guys an example. For those of you that are in Michigan and Florida, you'll see the exact things that you could be looking for. And if you live in another state, this gives you an idea of some of the things you need to look for in your own state constitution or your own state laws. So there is a whole provision in the Florida State Constitution talking about access to public meetings. So that's Florida State Constitution, Article 1, Section 24. And you can also look at Florida Statutes 286.011. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a Florida attorney. I'm licensed in Michigan. I'm licensed in two federal district courts. I'm licensed in the United States Supreme Court. I'm licensed in um, a tribal court in, um, in Michigan but uh, I'm not licensed in Florida. So no, I didn't have any specialized education or training regarding Florida statutes, but I am someone who has registered to vote here. So I have taken the oath to uphold and defend the US and Florida state constitutions because of that. And I just did a Google search. I actually just went to Google search Florida statutes. It pulled up the whole chapter and I just started reading the chapter summary. You know, what's this chapter called? What's this chapter? And started looking around. That's how I found this stuff for you guys. No joke. So it doesn't take being an attorney to find it. If you are not an attorney, if you live in another state and this is only in the example for you and you're going to have to do all the legwork on your own, don't worry, you can do it. It doesn't take being an attorney. And if you are in Florida or Michigan and I've started the work for you, again, you can find these things too. Even if you lose this video, you can't find it again, uh, or you can't um, you know, remember which week it was later on in your searching. Uh, keep in mind, this whole presentation, uh, the slideshow, will be shared as usual on Thursday as part of the Constitution Segment Recap video. The link for this presentation will be in the description of that video. Um, and especially for those of you who are listening on the podcasting platforms, um, Podbean or Apple or Google or Samsung or any of those podcasting platforms, um, keep in mind that this uh, slideshow will be available to you. And I, I especially encourage you guys to check it out because there's no, nothing visual that you're able to see here, but you'll be able to get all those references later on. Um, so those are Florida. Um, what about Michigan? So Michigan, there is something literally just called the Open Meetings Act, and that is uh, MCL. So those are Michigan state laws, right? Um, 15.261 through 275. Uh, there's laws that specifically, I mean, you could just Google, um, 
if you're if you're just in inside of the Michigan uh, Basic MCL searching, right? Uh, if you just Google Michigan Basic MCL search, it'll bring you to the legislature's website, and you'll see that you could search by a keyword. And I just typed in Open Meetings Act, and you get a lot of different hits. You'll see it, see them all, but you're able to see that, for example, if you're looking at if you if you live in a township, look at MCL. 42.7 that's going to talk about um, open meetings being re required specifically for townships although they are covered in the open meetings act itself this gives you a little bit more oomph if you're looking at county meetings 46.1 if you're looking at meetings for villages that's 78.23 uh, and don't forget that some of you might be bullied from time to time uh, by public officials who don't want you to be at um, uh, these open meetings they don't want you to record anything they might tell you you can't guess what I recently shared something uh, yesterday or the day before some somewhere anyway I shared with you guys on social media a post and it was an article from 2021, but it's um, saying that I think it was Greenfield Township, I believe Sanilac County, Michigan, that those township officials did try to do just that, try to stop an individual from getting information at a public meeting, tried to physically stop somebody from recording by trying to grab their, their cell phone or their camera and turning it off and, and trying to do all those kinds of things. Uh, by doing so, they violated the law, well, several laws, and they got sued. They ended up having to pay $137,000 because of what they did. Those government officials. Absolutely. And um, in the end, what is the takeaway I want you to have from this? You have a right to record when you are in those public meetings. You can live stream. You have a right to do that. Where is that? MCL 15.263. I want you to have all this information and take the little bit, you know, a little bit of time to read it, um, just peruse it, just kind of overview it so that when you go to a meeting, you never know which one of these you're going to need to be able to cite and say, oh, excuse me. No, no, no. You can't do that to me. I have a right. Look at the law. All right. So more on laws protecting public access. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. What if your state does not enforce the laws? That is a question that is being asked here. Well, that's a hard one. I mean, there's no Staples Easy button that I have for any of that, but it depends on the circumstances. And I would say, uh, start with some of those things that we talked about last week, some of those tools or some of those ways to get involved. Um, make it known, uh, file a lawsuit. Um, some of them you do have to file urgently. If there's an Open Meetings Act violation in the state of Michigan, I believe you have 30 or 60 days, something like that. It's a very short window to file a lawsuit. Uh, so you need to act quickly. Whatever you do, don't go, well, it happened. I'm going to take my time figuring things out. No, look into it right away. Um, but don't let it go. Absolutely don't let it go. You can always do something. And something is better than nothing. Um, so anyway, back to, um, oh, hold on. Let's see. I don't know if I did that. I think I accidentally switched that. So sorry. I don't know what that conversation was. Um, all right. So um, 
The right to free speech, that is one of the rights that we are talking about. You can find that obviously in the United States Constitution First Amendment, but you could also find it protected specifically by state constitution in Michigan, Article 1, Section 5, and Florida, Article 1, Section 4. What about that right to be heard? You specifically in Florida, and again, this is just something I found in a matter of, of a few minutes, right? There are many other examples in the books in Florida, in Michigan, in every state beyond, but this is an example of a specific right to be heard at public meetings, uh, Florida State Statute 286.0114, 286.0114, and it specifically talks about being able to be heard at meetings and that you can have your attorney's fees paid if you have to sue because they violated this law. All right, so what, else, what other kinds of constitutional rights to public access are there? Well, you have the right to peaceably assemble and to petition your government for a redress of grievances. Those are some of the basics. Look at the Declaration of Independence, for crying out loud. Those are the obvious ones we wanted to make sure were in there. So, of course, it's part of the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, but also Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 3. Florida Constitution, Article 1, Section 5. But you also have uh, within that exact same uh, provision of those state constitutions, it goes a little one step further to explain that that also includes you have the right to instruct your representatives. That's right. A specific right to instruct your representatives. How would you have the ability to carry that out if you were not allowed to go to the public meetings? Of course you have a right to go to the meetings where they transact business because you need to be able to know what the business is they plan on transacting there and you need to be able to have the time, a reasonable time and opportunity to be heard and you need to be able to see them deliberating on that and taking their actual votes right then and there in front of you. That's the accountability. That is part of the right to instruct your representatives, which is guaranteed by our Republican form of government in the U.S. Constitution, but it is even more specifically hammered on in those state constitutions. All right, so um, <clears throat> laws protecting public access. Continuing in this discussion, we see that you also have the right to government documents. So you have the side of government meetings and the actual, um, you know, the intangibles, right? Where people are getting together, they're talking, they're discussing, they're making decisions. But then you have all the supporting documentation. You have meeting agendas and packets. You have, um, you know, any kind of applications for to a zoning board of appeals or uh, basically anything, right? Maybe they're considering purchasing a, a piece of land. Uh, your township or municipality is looking at doing that. Um, and they're going to look at expending public funds to do that or hiring contractors. Any of the documents involved with that are public documents. They are government documents, which government doesn't have its own ownership in anything, right? It's all on behalf of the public. So those are public documents. Now, uh, the extent to which you can access those public documents, unfortunately, is not just blanketly across the board, something that is very clear and easy to understand and free for everyone, as it should be. But uh, if you're looking for an example of a way to change that in your own state, you can look at the Restore Freedom Initiative petition that I drafted in 2020 that we circulated and did receive hundreds of thousands of signatures all across the state of Michigan um, from all 83 counties. Uh, we just didn't get enough to get it on the ballot. But in there was specifically itemizing 
uh, concrete ways to have the Open Meetings Act part of the state constitution, as well as public records that would be readily accessible online for people for free. Why? Because why would you pay your secretary if you're paying your secretary hourly? You have a business, you have a small business, uh, you pay your secretary hourly. Then on top of that hourly wage, you go in and you say to her, listen, I need those meeting reports. Uh, I need those reports generated before lunch today so I can get prepared for this afternoon's meeting. And she says, okay, but I'm going to have to charge you uh, $62.53 uh, for getting those reports for you. Wouldn't you look at her like, what the heck are you talking about? I pay you an hourly rate or I pay you salary. Why do you think you get to double dip on that? Well, that's a problem. Anyway, uh, the Restore Freedom Initiative petition, which is available online and can be uh, made more available to you if you're looking for an example and you can't find it anywhere online right now. Uh, that example from 2020 and those that language that I put in there is something that I would love to see every state accomplish. And I'd love to work with groups of people or individuals that want to see it happen in their own state, Michigan, Florida, or elsewhere. So at any rate, what you are currently dealing with, though, is uh, you do still have a right to government documents. Florida State Constitution, Article 1, Section 24, Florida State Statutes. Look at the entirety of Chapter 119. That's all on public records. But also look at Florida State Statutes 286.011. And quite frankly, look at Chapter 286 in general. In Michigan, it's the Freedom of Information Act, and that act itself is MCL 15.231 through 246. Of course, there's also a Michigan Enhanced Access to Public Records Act, and that is MCL 15.441 through 445. And uh, here I'm telling you guys, hey, go ahead and do a basic search uh, uh, Michigan, uh, go to a Google search, for example, and type in Michigan basic MCL search and type in, once you get there, open meeting or, uh, freedom of information or public records. And you'll see that there's quite a few statutes that would help support your position. If a municipality is trying to fight back and say, no, I'm not going to give you those records. Um, so again, don't forget that you have the opportunity to still go out to Twitter, Telegram, LinkedIn, Truth Social, YouTube, or on our very own website, RestoreFreedomKH.com on that updates tab and answer today's true or false question of the day. Um, it is, in general, government meetings must be held in a manner open to the public. So, um, oh, looks like we have a question. Does... 5 U.S.C. 503 supersede open records laws, the laws that I was stating. Um, I actually don't have any specific, uh, I don't have that state, that U.S. statute specific avail. I can't even talk to me. I can't even talk to you. I can't talk at all today. Gee, see, this is what I'm telling you guys. I'm not comfortable with public speaking and yet I do it all the time to try to fight for freedom and you can too. Um, so, uh, I don't have federal statutes up and available to me. It's something I could look into, but, 
um, uh, I can tell you with a 98% guarantee that no, uh, 5 U.S.C. 503 would not supersede or override any statutes insofar as they are giving people access to information to documents. Now, in terms of any state statute or local ordinance or anything that tries to restrict people from having access, then yes, there are some federal statutes, which I briefly mentioned earlier. There is a I want to say there's even one in uh, federal statutes called Sun Sunshine in Government Act. Um, Florida has something similar. Um, shoot, there's a couple of other ones. I've talked about them in episodes prior, um, whew, probably 20 weeks ago or so. Um, but it, you can do some some searching on our website. If you go to the search bar, you can search search some of those uh, and you'll be able to see them there. I think I even shared some of them as uh, Friday's Freedom Fighting Tools as well. Um, but uh, no, in general, um, no, no, no federal statute can limit the rights of people that state statutes or local ordinances have uh, specifically guaranteed. So, um, and it looks like there's an, a letter in the mail coming to me today by Kelly Jelly on YouTube. I look forward to receiving that. And, um, okay, so um, a, a point that somebody is making here is about, you know, if you sue your local government because they have done something wrong, they have violated the Open Meetings Act or, you know, Freedom of Information Act or something like that, and you're suing them in their official capacity. Yeah, it's the taxpayers that actually pay. So that's why when I sued the city of Belding back in 2014, I think it was, um, I, um, in the end, I was fine to settle for uh, a few hundred dollars. Because in the end, by that point, that city manager was gone and the city was uh, required to do different trainings on the Open Meetings Act and the Freedom of Freedom of Information Act uh, required to have a more inclusive approach to understanding they work for the residents, not the other way around. And that's what I was going for. Did I have a lot of time, money, and you know, stress and everything else invested into the situation? Were my rights trampled all over by the city government and specifically that city manager? Absolutely. And I should have been compensated. But I also knew I was a taxpayer of that city. And it was my fellow city residents that were actually going to foot the bill. Um, although I did sue her in her individual capacity. Um, and that's where things get a little complicated. But keep that in mind. If your city official or township official is stepping outside of the bounds of what the law allows, sue them in their individual and official capacities. Because when they're in their individual capacities, the city or the municipality is not on the hook to pay for that, nor should they be. So keep that in mind. All right. The public deserves to pay because they have not been responsible in managing their public employees. That's a response by, um, I can't see that it's too tiny on my screen, but someone on YouTube is um, saying that um, the people have been remiss in that duty to keep a watchful eye on their public employees. Um and who really is responsible for that. And I guess that's a good way of looking at it as well. 
Um, I was in a town of 5,000 people, and I could tell you that from the moment that they hired that city manager in the city of Belding in 2014, I believe she was hired, maybe late 2013. At any rate, from the moment she was hired and things started happening and people started having suspicions, people were working together. The community was actually, I mean, we would pack that place like you wouldn't believe every single Tuesday that there was a meeting. Um, there were petitions being circulated, um, thousands of signatures being gathered. I mean, it was a town of 5,000 people. A lot was happening. And it wasn't the city just resting on its laurels and going, well, shoot, you know, that sucks for you, but at least the problem solved for the rest of us. No, no, it wasn't like that at all. So I didn't feel it right to benefit from something that all of us would be paying for. Um, but anyway, um, okay. So. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else. Um, all right. Okay. So I don't see anything else that I haven't, um, uh, that I haven't been able to cover for you today. So I'm going to quickly tell you, uh, here's the cheater version. Okay. So you still have time to go and answer those true or false polls on any of those social media platforms I mentioned. And the answer to the question is true. Not only are we guaranteed a Republican form of government, <laughs> Republican form of government in our U S constitution, where we retain that final and ultimate control and authority, but across the U S State and federal laws specifically require government meetings to be open to the public. And you find that by way of Open Meetings Act or Freedom of Information Act or things of that nature that we just talked about. Uh, if you want more information, I encourage you to check out our Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge that we will have for you tomorrow. Of course, on Thursday, we will have our Constitution Segment Recap video, which will be 10 minutes or less. So therefore, you can find it on uh, media, social media like Instagram, Pinterest, Telegram, Truth Social, um, uh, TikTok, if that's what you're, uh, you know, really looking forward to doing is watching videos on there. You can find us there on Thursday for that 10 minute or less video recapping the laws and constitutional pieces that we talked about today. But don't forget to check back on Friday for those Friday freedom fighting tools that we'll give to you. And make sure to check out the ones that we shared with you last week because they were jam packed with laws and real life examples and even pictures of things. Uh, because when I, when I respond, when, when you, when you tick off mama bear, Oh, I'm going all in. So, uh, lots of great examples, even from just two, uh, different cases with two different municipalities. Um, and this comment is, uh, last comment looks like we have here from Teresa on YouTube. I'm 54 years old and I'm so frustrated because I don't know how to make a change, but so frustrated in what the government is doing. Well, hopefully, Teresa, you will stick with us through this week and beyond. Check out the prior episodes that we were doing. I will be honest that even though I started doing these videos in 2020, uh, we didn't really get much of a, a rhyme or reason to them, a rhythm, so to speak, until this year. And even so, we've been fine tuning it over the last several months. So we started in January. Uh, that first week of January, we had our very first Restore Freedom weekly video with all these different segments. But things got a little bit more streamlined and fine tuned as the year went on. So keep that in mind. But uh, we have all kinds of information for you. And if you check out our website, anybody listening, please check out our, our website, restorefreedomk, as in Catherine, h as in henry.com, restorefreedomkh.com. 
go there, go to the search bar. You could be on any of the pages. Just click in that search bar and type what you're looking for, whatever keyword you're looking for. Local government, want something on local government? Type in local government. You will get the listing of the videos that we've done recently on local government, our freedom fighting tools, our Wednesday way to get involved challenges, anything that uh, was tied to, specifically tied to local governments. And we are doing our best to make sure that by the end of this month, that we will have all of our videos from 2022, every single video, every single post from 2022 will be properly categorized and searchable fully for you right on there. It doesn't mean you'll have to watch it on our website, but at least you'll know exactly when and where and what the title is that you're looking for. Although we will have links for um, uh, YouTube as well as the Podbean version, if there was something put onto the podcasting platforms instead on that particular topic, uh, those will be available to you. But it is a one-stop shop searching tool. I'm also hoping and praying that we can have our newest version of our Restore Freedom app, our Constitution app, up and running by the end of the year on the Apple app and Google Play stores. But until then, there still is a current Restore Freedom uh, Constitution app that has the U.S. Constitution available for you right at your fingertips, as well as the Michigan State Constitution. Now, this new one will have the Florida State Constitution, the Michigan State Constitution, and I would love to be able to add some other bigger states, um, you know, California, Texas, New York, Minnesota, um, other states like that and beyond. Uh, so that you can have it at your fingertips. And we're looking to have features like being able to highlight or bookmark or things like that. But all of that takes time and money and uh, I'm doing my absolute best. But if you enjoy any of the kind of tools that I offer for you, please do make sure to go to that RestoreFreedomKH.com website. You can see support us or uh, support Restore Freedom on there. Click on that. You can see ways, all different kinds of ways to support us, but certainly donate. So you could go directly to RestoreFreedomKH.com slash donate. And you could donate $5 if that's all you have. You could donate $5,000 if you think that you really value the work that we're doing that much. All that we do is for free. It's a donation of our time and money out of pocket. Thousands of dollars are going into this and providing this information to you guys every single week. So I really appreciate any and all that you could do to help us continue in this mission to restore freedom. Also, even if you're somebody on a super tight budget, you don't even have $5 to donate, then please consider hitting that like button, follow, uh, hit the share button for this particular episode. Um, Hit the subscribe button and get notifications. Sign up to get those notifications so you know every time that we go live. Uh, but please do make sure to, at the very least, tell your friends, family, neighbors, people you go to church with, people you just hang out with every now and then or see uh, at your local coffee shop. Please tell people about Restore Freedom and the work that we're doing to restore our freedom all across the U.S., but specifically in Michigan and in Florida. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure to have those of you on and joining us and commenting from the different platforms today. I appreciate you being with us and I look forward to seeing you on all of our other segments and videos and posts this week. And of course, join us again next Tuesday at noon Eastern Standard Time for our next episode of Restore Freedom Weekly, uh, which by the way, I think what we're gonna do is have next week be our last full live episode for the year. 
we'll still do some postings and things as they come up. Maybe if some Supreme Court cases come out or some bills have some uh, action on them or things like that, we'll still make information available to you, of course. We'll still be here, but I need to be able to spend a few weeks to see some of my children and my parents uh, and also to make sure I can work on that website as well as that uh, Restore Freedom Constitution app and get a few other things up and ready so we could start 2023 with blazing uh, in, the, in the trail of fighting for freedom. So again, it's been a pleasure to have you guys on with me today. I look forward to seeing you later on this week. Thanks everyone. Have a great day.